0: He's calling, up, it's your to shine. you were born for such a time as day, such a time
2: as God's looking for worshipers okay who am I gonna find Who am I gonna fill with my spirit Who am I gonna descend upon who are those worshipers the rock of Gibraltar? Or the person acting crazy who's just looked at pornography and they think they're just going to come and worship and they're planning on doing it again tonight. That kind of worshiper? No. God says, I'm looking for worshipers who are worshiping me in spirit and in truth. Worship is not external. It's internal. It has to be Christ-centered. True worship is Christ-centered. Worshiping in spirit and in truth. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship.
1: Located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today's message on Regaining Lost Ground is titled, Worship, Cemetery, Circus, or Christ-Centered? And is a special message from the sermon series, Theology on Fire. Do you wonder what the will of God is for your life? Are your troubles and heartache constantly at your doorstep? Do unanswered prayers bring you to doubt the goodness of God? If any of these questions trouble you today, please join Pastor Shane as he brings us hope through God's living word, through this powerful message of clarity and hope. Regain lost ground today by standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged Weekly Podcast. And now from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California,
2: here's Pastor Shane Idleman. Worship, cemetery, circus, or Christ-centered. Those are the options. You're well aware of that, correct? Cemetery, circus, or Christ centered. And we're in a series on theology on fire. And guess what? We land on this Sunday. The theology of worship. Did you know that that is an aspect of systematic theology? a uh, corporate worship uh, how does how do we conduct ourselves in different things and it's an area of theology which is the study of God so in short the theology of worship is what does the bible say about worship okay we don't need to look on tv or different events or that church does this this church does this what does the bible say now this had to turn into one long point because i had three points i was hoping to get to And what these points were, uh, number one is the theology of worship. And then I want to talk about the worship wars. You know what that is, right? Our church does it this way. Well, this church does it this way. And I was just at an event this weekend. I think it's still going on. It's a tent event uh, for the valley. They're reaching out to a lot of people that normally wouldn't come to church. And they take the church to them at a park. And talk about different worship. I mean it 's but but believers coming together to worship, and if you think it 's loud here you haven 't heard anything yet, and the worship and the and the and the and just the dancing i 'm like i, I can 't quite do that, I can do this, but you know i just i just i wasn 't born with that rhythm and uh and it 's just a whole different in worship, the excitement, the worship atmosphere, so you have praise and worship, but you also have heartfelt worship, and there 's a difference there's a distinction, so what many people say. Racism in the church. Sometimes I just think it's preference or upbringing. What resonates with me might not resonate with you. And even even this morning, early morning worship, uh, people say, "Well, why don't we do these songs?" or "Why don't we do these songs?" And I have a whole I'd have a whole list from the nineteen seventies to Keith Green to uh, loud music. That's worship music. That's wonderful for working out, but I'm not sure, you know, it's it's going to fit here. So you have to take all of this in and look at what is Christ-centered worship. Uh, and I couldn't get to the worship wars, but let me just uh, let me just assure you that a lot of it isn't uh, racism, or uh, you know, the 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 black church, the white church, the uh, Hispanic church. They will all worship differently because often of the culture and And we do things differently, uh so that's okay to have as long as your preference doesn't become a gauge by which you judge others. It's just a preference. well, I prefer these songs, and I prefer other songs. Let me just give you an example i've been i don't know if you guys might take this wrong but and, and just to show you how preference goes right that that new song right now that's um uh, uh, uh is it hill song Ten, what is it What's it called? Ten billion? I I just, I just can't get into it. I, I, me and my wife, like I don't. I mean, you either, right? I'm like, but people love that song. Can't we do ten billion, gallic, whatever it's hills, you know, three times? I'm like, yeah, we can. But I just don't. Well, why don't you? Why don't you feel the same thing I do? I don't know. I try, I try, I try every time it comes on. I try, and it just doesn't work for me. But I can put Amazing Grace on a YouTube clip that's 25 years old, no instruments, just a lady singing, and I'll be brought to tears. And other people say, oh, Shane, that is so outdated. We can't play that. So what, see, you got to be careful here. Because preference can begin to taint our, our, our views. And people get, you know, unless we have the, the hymnals, we're not worshiping. Unless we have the contemporary worship, we're not up to the times. I mean, all that is... is the. the and I, as I often say, the old hymns used to be the new hymns. You know that? Old Ragged Cross, It Is Well With My Soul, they were, they were new hymns. Uh, so I think we just need to be careful sometimes and just come with a heart of worship and understand that all worship, if it's God-honoring, if it's doctrinally sound, if it's Christ-elevating is worship, if the heart is right. So the message is worship, cemetery, circus, or Christ centered. The majority of my time I'm going to be uh, spending on the theology of worship based on the Bible. But it does beg the question up front, why do we associate it with music? Uh, Because worship really isn't, in the Bible, isn't just, isn't just music. Uh, I was just reading this week, it was interesting, the story of Abraham's servant who went to find a bride for his son Isaac. Uh, The servant, when he found the right girl, uh, it said he worshipped the Lord. I'm pretty sure he didn't break out in song and songs and dancing and things. He bowed his face and he worshipped the Lord. And sometimes it's not music. Really, if you want to be technically correct and biblically correct, worship is a lifestyle. Come, let us worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. See, it starts with our mind. It starts with our actions. My whole life should be about worship. I get up in the morning and, and it's worshiping God. And as I'm working, I'm I'm worshiping and Christ honoring decisions in the workplace and different things. And it's, it's a lifestyle of worship. And then when you come to church, there is a segment called worship. But worship really starts when we get here. And it ends, we can fellowship and still be worshiping God, building each other up and encouraging people. And it's really good to make this point because people can be singing songs, think they're worshiping, and oh, they draw nigh unto Him with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. So it's not just about songs. However, (laughs) worship does reflect our heart. And that's why we do worship. There's a time set aside for that. Psalm 33:13. I'm going to go to the scriptures a lot this morning. I hope that's okay with this Bible-believing church. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord, oh you righteous. Rejoice in the You know what? Let me just stop. I, I, this is so hard for me because on one hand, I don't want to beat people up. But on the other hand, I want to kind of ruffle some feathers all throughout this whole week looking at these verses there should be a rejoicing there should who, who the, the rock of Gibal, gibraltar is not in worship they need to be broken by the rock you know it's just oh i'm just the rock of gibraltar i'm just strong in here and what time is it and i see this rejoicing in scripture i see this lifting up of holy hands i see this shouting unto the lord i see there's an excitement there so if it's not happening there what's going on in our hearts and me included, I'm not, if you were to define me, I'm not an emotional person. I would be probably in the conservative camp. But something happens when you're worshiping God. So it says, rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise him. For praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Pray skillfully with the shout of joy. That's worship in the Bible. I not I'm not this isn't Shane Eidelman. <laughs> this is biblical text. And it's funny because um hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this, but like Ronnie, who helped with our worship last Wednesday back in Lancaster a couple years ago, he would he as he was leading worship, he'd say, Just sing to the Lord. Sing your song to the Lord, sing a new song to him. People would come up to me and go, What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I can't do that. Is that in the Bible? Well, yeah, the Bible isn't, let's see, let me get every line, every sentence correctly. Let me, that's the worshiping. The worshiping is coming from the heart. And it might be a surprise to a lot of you, but I don't look at the point, PowerPoint too often because the heart is engaged in worship. It's crying out, God, if you don't deliver us, we are lost. God, these school shootings have to stop. God, let the church in so we can witness to these children. God, it's, it's worshiping. It's not, I don't, you don't have to have every line and every sentence correct and every stanza. Why didn't the person back there flip to the next screen? What's next? It should be a heart of worship, crying out for our communities. I'm just on a little bandwagon this week because I reached out to the school district when we had a local shooting. You know, can we go in there? Can the church go in and minister? And they said, well, Shane, we've got highly trained secular psychologists that will be there, but thank you. No, they need real hope, real hope, real truth to be built up and encouraged. You teach kids that come from animals, they will act like animals. There's no purpose. There's no meaning. We just leave the earth. What's that going to do? That's just going to reinforce. And I'm actually a little bit. I'm so irritated. I might write another article and put it. Well, and but. But put it put it in the paper, put it out there to national media, because these things are not going to decrease, they're going to increase. And many of you saw the news in Texas: 10 kids dead recently. And everybody's, we've got to get rid of guns. That's the sin. It's a sin problem. Outlaw pipes and you'll stop pipe bombs. Outlaw cars and you'll stop people running people over with cars. <laughs> it's a sin problem. We have to go back to the Word of God. 1963, I think it was the Ingall versus Board of Education, removed the Bible from the schools and prayer from the schools. Now, I understand you can't force it. It's hard to get prayer in the school when you don't even have it in the church. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a right hook, in case you weren't paying attention. That was a right hook. But you can't just force it. Let prayer back in the school. That will change things. It has to be the right prayer from the right heart, God honoring. But see, we have to be. We're so worried about being politically correct, and these organizations are going to come against us, and their lawsuits, and separation of church and state, and all this is, is baloney. We teach that evolution is fact and that God is a fairy tale, when the opposite is true. Evolution is a fairy tale conceived by minds that don't want there to be a God where creation is a fact. It's so ironic. If I write this article, they're going to think, they're, nobody's going to think that article just came together by itself. My printer exploded and here's this article. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they would think I was out of my mind. How much more when you see this to think that all just happened? You have got to be out of your mind. To believe that not in a mental health state but in a state where you don't want there to be a God okay back on track 10 minute rabbit trail I've got to make up the time so here's some more scriptural support worship let me do a four three or four points of worship worship involves expression okay for all of us who don't like expression me mr. conservative mr. my dad said boys don't cry you know, I mean, Mister, keep to yourself. Emotional worship involves expression. First Chronicles sixteen, ascribe, which is gift to the Lord, the glory, do His name. I don't know. We might have those up, Jason, if it would help. First Chronicle sixteen. Yeah, I did change it from posture to involves expression. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nation, the Lord reigns. So here we say that worship is a priority. Do you know many churches try to get a few quick songs in? They've, they've got it down to the minute. <laughs> okay, this song is 4 minutes and 32 seconds. And I'm not joking. 4 minutes, 32 seconds. This song is 3 minutes, 80... they can't have 80 seconds, but you know. But, and they've got it. And then here's this announcement for this mission trip, whatever. is 1.2 minutes. And they've got it down exactly. Here it is. Here's your schedule for the morning. And you can't do that. You can't, you can't put God in a box. So worship is a priority. It comes first. Give Him everything that is due His name. And that's why I said, I've heard this quote, and you can argue both sides of it, but prayer gets God's attention. Worship gets His presence. But I also believe that prayer gets His presence, of course. But there's there's uh, there's an added benefit of worship when we worship Him because it's really getting the heart right Tremble in this case. Tremble can mean excitement. See where it says tremble. Let the Lord tremble before him. And it's not this, this dog that's been abused, right? You know, those dogs get like this and don't pick me up and don't. It's not, this is a, this is a trembling can be of excitement. Yes, a fear and reverence. You're worshiping Almighty God. You might want to have it right. We might want to come in with holy hands and attitudes right. But it's also an excitement. It's an expectancy. Did you know you should come to a church expecting God to move? that's healthy follow follow the disciples around in the book of acts for 30 years it was written over a 30-year period follow them around they went to cities with expectancy paul would just go into a city and this girl would be bugging him and he'd just say out of her satan and then now she's set free and then now they want to kill him now they want to stone him peter says silver and gold i do not have but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, arise and get up and walk. And the man who's crippled from birth began to get up and walk and rejoice. That's New Testament biblical Christianity. That, expect God to move. Expect God to move. If you don't expect it, He might not move. We have, there's, a, there's a spirit of expectancy. Don't worry, I'm ready to preach this morning. I'm, I'm fired up because this is... A message on worship? On Pentecost Sunday? You know that's today, right? Pentecost Sunday. 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit fell on a group of believers in an upper room worshiping and praying for 10 days. I'm I'm, I'm thinking they are fasting a little bit in there, but don't hold me to that. The Holy Spirit fell upon those people. And the world was changed. And that's where actually the, the word Pentecostal comes from is the day of Pentecost, not a bad thing. Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit fell upon his people. And, and I, as much as I want to wait till I talk about the Holy Spirit, I'm going to just throw this out there. Is the Holy Spirit upon you? Is the, truly, is the Holy Spirit truly upon you? Because this amazing scripture that when Jesus came up to preach, he actually just came up to read a sermon. The scroll of Isaiah was handed to him. I just heard this Friday, and I just all weekend it's been on my heart. I I can't imagine. Jesus comes up. We have the Bible. The scroll's open. Isaiah. And he's looking at the people. The Bible says the eyes of the people were fixed upon him. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor not financially poor, poor of heart, poor spirit, humble. I've come to set the captives free. I've come to let those loose who have been dealing with strongholds. And he sits down, he says, today this Scripture is is fulfilled in your hearing. I mean, that just, just gives me goosebumps. Think about that. The Son of God said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon Him because God has anointed me to preach the Gospel. See, we talk about anointing often. You heard that word in charismatic circles, maybe anointing. You know what that all that means is the Spirit of God is upon a person. He has anointed us, and it does beg the question: Is the Holy Spirit upon you? Is this endowment of spiritual power to where you? Because I go expecting God to move, because when the whole, you have to expect God to move or ex- expect something, because the Holy Spirit doesn't check with you first. Well, Shane, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's do this. So you even come to church with the spirit of expecte- expectancy to expect something from God. So on this title, the message, Cemetery, Circus, or Christ-Centered Worship is the opposite of a cemetery. Worship is the opposite of a cemetery. And I've been many churches over the years. I've spoken to a lot of different churches. And you do see the cemetery or the circus. And you see Christ-centered sometimes often in the middle. But who said worship should be formal and dead? Just going through the motions. Piano, keys, guitar, whatever it is, it's just dead. There's no life. In a powerful worship service, there is life, there is health, there is strength. everything that is not found in a cemetery. So there is life in the worship. There is health in the worship. There is strength in the worship. And this, home, this point really came home to me yesterday and Friday when I went to this event. Uh, but people are worshiping like I probably wouldn't. I mean, they're, I guess if I were to be honest, they're a little too excited. <laughs> but boy, did I get hit with a sledgehammer when the testimony time came around. The guy who was, who was just worshiping and so excited, his story is that he had stage 4 cancer throughout his entire body a year ago. The doctor said you've got months, and you're declining. You'll it's, there's no there's no hope. And now, over a year later, free of this, worshiping God, I, you, you know you might worship a little different. I, I mean, right? Just 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 throwing it out there. You just you might worship a little bit different. The reason many don't worship is they haven't been t- powerfully touched by God. So there's not much to worship other than some lyrics on a screen because they haven't been touched by the power of God. They don't have this power, this dunamis power in the New Testament which comes from the word dynamite. This Holy Spirit's power residing in the believer. So it shouldn't be a cemetery type environment. There should be life and health and strength. Worship must be true is the next point from John 4. Worship must be true. Posture, our posture... Oh no, I'm sorry. Our direction. Yet, Jesus said this, yet there's a time coming. He's talking to a woman that He met. And He said there's a time coming and and now has come when the true worshipers, the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. for For the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. These are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Think about this. God is seeking worshipers. God's looking for worshipers. Okay, who am I going to find? Who am I going to fill with my spirit? Who am I going to descend upon? Who are those worshipers? The rock of Gibraltar? Or the person acting crazy who's just looked at pornography and they think they're just going to come and worship and they're planning on doing it again tonight. That kind of worshiper? No. God says, I'm looking for worshipers who are worshiping me in spirit and in truth in power and in truth. See, this is why you can't have ecumenical movements. Can't all the different religions get together for lunch? Yes. But not for worship, because God is looking... To me, that would be blasphemous. Because He's looking for true worshipers who worship Him in spirit and in truth. Worship is not external, it's internal. It has to be, t- to the title of the message, Christ-centered. True worship is Christ-centered. Worshiping in spirit and in truth. He's
0: calling, wake up child. It's your turn to shine. you born for such a time and He's calling, wake up child. It's your turn to shine. And
1: You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. for
0: such a time